welcome to the Pandemic Puppy Podcast, brought to you by Journey Dog Training and the Pandemic Puppy Raising Support Group on Facebook. I'm your host, Kayla Fratt, and I am super excited to be raising my puppy, Niffler, alongside you. Although I'm a certified dog behavior consultant and a conservation detection dog trainer, Niffler is the first puppy that I have raised all on my own, so you and I are right in the thick of all of this together. Today we're talking about a really, really important and kind of stressful topic, which is how to avoid losing your puppy and what to do if your puppy does go missing. This came up because um, about two months ago now, one of my coworkers at the Humane Society of Western Montana lost her dog. He slipped out of a gate and has not been seen since. Um, seeing as it's been about two months, odds are not good that he is. he's okay. Um and it's been really sad. I've spent quite a bit of time out helping look in the mountains of Montana, trying to find sign of this dog. And um, it's been really stressful. So um, losing your dog has been on my mind a lot. Um, so we'll get into that in a moment. But before we get started, there's a couple housekeeping things that I always have to mention up top. Um, this podcast is supported by our members on Patreon. So for as little as $3 a month, you support this podcast and get perks like submitting questions for us to tackle at the end of each episode. Um, that also helps pay our lovely editor and covers the cost of distributing this podcast because none of this is free. Um, pretty much none of the Patreon money right now goes into my bank account. Um, it just helps cover this free resource for you. Um, so we really appreciate our patrons. Um, and you can sign up for that over at patreon.com slash pandemic puppy. If you don't have money or would rather not um, support this podcast over on Patreon, I totally get it. Um, please consider reviewing the podcast or sharing it with friends or family or social media followers. All of that is also incredibly helpful for getting this information out to more and more people. So um, losing your dog, as we said, or losing your puppy, this is, it's stressful to think about. It's stressful to talk about. Um, let's talk about what we can do to prevent it and then what to do if it does happen. The very first thing to think about is getting your dog microchipped. Most dogs that come from shelters and many dogs that come from breeders are going to be microchipped already. So make sure that you have that information, that your microchip is registered with your current phone number at the very least, if not your address and the email address. Um, so if your puppy does ever go missing and ends up at a shelter or a vet's office, the first thing they're going to do is scan your puppy for this little microchip, and that will allow them to call you and let you know where your puppy is. Um, and they, they do last pretty much lifelong. One thing to keep in mind is that they're not a GPS tracker. Um, unfortunately, microchip technology has not gotten that good yet. So the free mic the microchip that you have for your puppy, if your puppy does have a microchip, just allows someone with a special scanner, which so they have to have their hands on your puppy and then scan, that will then pop up telling, um, telling them how to reach you and get a hold of you to tell you where your puppy is. So if your puppy is not microchipped yet, make sure you go ahead and do that. They should be pretty affordable at almost any veterinarian or shelter um, in your area. The next thing to think about is getting a good ID collar. Um, I am partial to having my dogs generally be naked around the house. They don't wear collars around the house. Part of that is just um, a looks thing for me. I like how my dog's coats look without the collars on, and um, particularly my really fluffy dog, Barley. Um, the collar being on 24-7 kind of abrades his, his fluff and leaves um, a gap that's a little bit ugly. Um, but that's also kind of a safety thing. Um, I have first-hand seen dogs get their collars stuck on things, and if a dog panics and twists, um, they can actually kill themselves with their collars. So that that is a risky thing. However, if your dog is at risk of getting away, so whenever your dog is in the yard, or if you're in a busy household with people coming and going a lot, 
or anything like that, I would, I would, I would generally err on the side of having a collar on your dog rather than not. Um, so whenever my dogs are not completely secured inside the house, they are wearing collars. Um, and make sure that your collar has a tag on it that says, um, has their name on it and a phone number. The next thing to think about as far as prevention goes is having secure containment for your dog. This kind of goes without saying, but the, the big thing to think about here is your own situational awareness. So for me, I live in a sprinter van. Secure containment for me means that the dogs are completely contained inside the vehicle with all of the doors closed. If we are in an area where they can kind of come and go off leash, say we're, we're out at an, on a national forest or something, um, they will still have their leashes or their collars on and I might have them off leash. Or if I often kind of work with my van doors open, um, I will often have them tied to the van. So they're, they've got their collars on, they're tied to the van, and that kind of prevents in case my back is turned and a deer walks through our campsite and they take off after it. Um, it keeps uh, helps us avoid disaster there. Um, and for you, you know, odds are you live in a house. So if you're indoors fully um, and you're not coming and going a lot, your dog is probably more or less safe. But if you are coming and going a lot, and particularly as our puppies turn into teenagers and they become more and more independent and more and more interested in exploring the world, you might want to consider having an exercise pen up to keep your puppy away from the door or a baby gate that you have to step over that your puppy can't yet jump over or knock over to keep your puppy safe. Again, particularly as we're in summertime and you might be coming and going from your garden, anything like that where it would be really easy to forget and have your puppy slip out, it's important to, th to think about having extra barriers. The same goes when we're potentially at a friend's house who's not puppy-proofed, or if you're staying at an Airbnb where the backyard it might not be completely dog-proofed. When I was staying at an Airbnb in California this March, we had a completely fenced-in yard, but um, the, uh, the, the, the gate that the cars drove through was kind of a big chain-link gate. And I didn't realize this, but my puppy, Niffler, was actually small enough he could squeeze through that door. Um, so the, do the, the backyard looked dog-proof, and we found out that it wasn't. And he actually disappeared for about 10 minutes, and then he did show up. He came running. Um, but it was, it was a very, very scary 10 minutes. So situational awareness. You know, from that moment on when he went and did that, he was not allowed in the front yard unsupervised, or I would have him on a leash tied to a post while he was in the yard as well. So we had two layers of safety. Um, and, you know, in some parts of the world or country, um, well, really world, in some places, um, particularly our really pretty purebred dogs can be at risk of also being stolen, which is very, very scary because your microchip and collar is not going to help if someone takes your dog intentionally. So in that case, it's really important, even if your, your yard is kind of dog-proofed, to maybe consider not leaving your dog outdoors unattended because they might be taken. So again, situational awareness, being aware of the idea that somewhere that you're not really familiar with might be a higher risk area. And, um, and again, when you've got people over, so Fletcher, this dog that I mentioned up top, he went missing when um, someone came visiting and didn't quite know exactly how to keep Fletcher from running out the door. Um, and he ran out the gate. Um, and again, it's been two months and he has not been seen.
Um, so that might mean that if you're hosting a backyard barbecue, now that we're all vaccinated and summer is up, um, maybe you're going to put your puppy in a crate or behind a baby gate while people are coming and going. And only once people have really settled, are you going to let your puppy loose and make sure you communicate with your friends and family and whoever's over to make sure that they are hundred percent aware of where the puppy is before they're opening any doors or gates. And again, as people start leaving the party, you might go ahead and put the puppy away again, because especially when we start involving alcohol and good times and people being excited to be it together again, um, it can be really, really risky um, for just an, a completely innocent mistake to happen in your puppy to end up escaping and being gone. And again, this is particularly risky for our teenagers. So our puppies that are kind of older than six months, but younger than three years, they're, they're, they're flight risks. Um, so we're certainly using gates and fences and doors and baby, uh, baby gates. I've already said baby gates and leashes. And then when you're in an area where you do potentially actually intentionally want to have your dog off leash, you may want to consider something like a GPS collar. I personally use the Garmin Astros. Um, they're like a fully functional GPS collar. They're very expensive. They're quite large. Um, they're, it's got like a big old antenna on it, but that's what works best for me in rural Montana because I need something that will work when it is not connected to cell service or Bluetooth. There are a lot of much cheaper options available if something that only works on a cell network or off of Bluetooth works for you. So in those cases, um, you know, say you've got a puppy um, or a, an air, you live in an area where almost everywhere has cell service. You can look at one of those cheaper options or Bluetooth or something like that, where again, if, if your main concern is that the puppy is actually door darting or fence jumping or something like that, one of those cheaper options may work. But if you're really concerned about your dog disappearing when you're out in the woods, I would recommend that Garmin Astro or a similar um, high-end true GPS collar. As a new puppy owner, I know how often we're cleaning up. While there's no replacement for management, supervision, and training, Clean Carl's has my back for the times that I slip up and Niffler has an accident. Clean Carl's pet mess products get rid of stains and odors from dog poop and cat pee and everything in between without any added scents so your house won't smell like poop or cleaning products. Plus, they're safe to use about, around both pets and kids. Next time your furry friend has an accident, try Clean Carl's pet mess zapper and remover. Use the code JOURNEY10 and get 10% off your first order. Just head over to cleancarls.com and use code JOURNEY10 at checkout. This podcast is supported by the Puppy Raising Blueprint course, which you can find at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. In this course, which is partnered between Journey Dog Training and Canine of Mine, I guide you through everything from common problem behaviors like biting and potty training to the humane hierarchy of dog training. It's always available on a self-study basis at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. So that's kind of all on the prevention side of things. And to be totally honest, a GPS collar doesn't prevent your dog from getting lost. None of those uh, collars really do, but they help you find your dog if they do get lost. Um, and it's important to also remember that if <laughs> if your dog tends to dart, dart out the door and you're finding yourself wanting to get, you know, Feinster or any of these other... Um, I can't remember the names of them, but there are dozens of these cell tower and uh, Bluetooth dog finding devices... Um, I would also urge you to, to, to redo your fence as well, um, or think about what you can do to prevent your dog from escaping, even if it's a little ugly or a little bit cumbersome. I know sometimes we get really attached to how our fences look or how our entryway feels, but um, rather than just slapping a tile on your dog and hoping that that's going to work, I would recommend you know doing whatever we can to prevent your dog from getting away in the first place. Because he, again, even if you can find your dog, that doesn't mean 
that they're going to be safe. You know, a GPS collar does not keep your dog from getting hit by a car. A GPS collar does not prevent your dog from running into a snake or a bear. Um, all it does is tell you where your dog's GPS collar is. So then let's say that the worst happens and your dog disappears. In most cases, your dog is probably going to show up in five to 10 minutes. Their tongue's going to be lolling. They're going to be wide-eyed. You're going to have no idea where they've been and you're going to be mad at them <laughs> because you're scared. In those cases, I would recommend grabbing your dog, um, you know, gently. We don't want to scare them as frustrated and scared and angry as you may be. We don't want to scare them in that moment. Bring them inside, take a breather, think about what went wrong, and take steps to prevent it. So in my case with Niffler right now, he often is on a 30-foot long leash when we are out and about um, in kind of off-leash areas. Barley, my older dog, gets to be off-leash. Niffler is not trustworthy, so he's on a 30-foot leash. And that's how I prevent that. So anytime you have a, a near miss like that, again, odds are your dog's going to show up again. So call for them, stay put, take note of what they were doing, where they headed off when you last saw them. And um, again, odds are in a couple minutes, they're going to show up and then just take note of what happened and take steps to prevent that from recurring in the future. But let's say they don't show up. Let's say it's been 10 minutes. It's been 20 minutes. It's been long enough that you need to leave because you don't know where your dog is and you need to, to go home and to get help or collect your thoughts or <laughs> whatever it is. In those cases, um, I recommend, you know, post on Craigslist, contact shelters in your area, animal control in your area, contact the veterinarians in your area, and start posting on things, again, like Craigslist, Nextdoor, Facebook, there are often groups um, for given areas and just get it out there everywhere. Have photos of your dog and a description of your dog and then also explain what people may need to do in order to collect your dog. So if your puppy is generally super friendly and is probably going to see someone and immediately leap into their arms and then jump into the truck, you can go ahead and say that. But if your puppy is a little bit shyer or potentially extremely shy or even a little bit aggressive with strangers, make sure that you say that. And a lot of times these, these flyers that we can get for our dogs will say, don't chase, um, simply call to report sightings. Um, and that that's just fine. But think about what is going to be best for your dog. Um, and again, I recommend reaching out to all of the different animal-based um businesses and nonprofits in your community. So not just the shelters and animal control, but also veterinarians, because if people find a lost dog, they'll also often bring them to a veterinarian and those veterinarians are going to have microchip scanners. Um, and, you know, even like a pet stores potentially. Um, and then all of these different online resources we have. So again, like our next doors, um, even like subreddits, Facebook groups, anything like that can be really helpful. And then pasting flyers up nearby. Um, if you, um, and then I would recommend going out with, with friends, bringing lots of snacks, bringing a slip lead for your dog um, and being aware of, of where they're likely to show up and thinking through what they might be likely to go towards. So for my older dog, Barley, I know the times where I've lost sight of him for 10 minutes at a time, he generally has gone towards water. Um, he's, he's quite the swimmer and, uh, he just, he just loves water. So I know that he's most likely to be going down towards water, which is also something I'm in Montana. Trapping is relatively common here. I'm very cautious about letting him near water when it's trapping season and he could run into a conibear trap or something like that, that could kill him when people are going for, um, 
I don't even know what they're trapping, beaver, muskrat. I don't know what they're trying to trap, but they could potentially accidentally trap my dog. So I have to be really careful of that. And that again, kind of ties into the situational awareness thing. I know Sarah Stremming, when she lost her dog, Felix has said that she, she had, that they actually found Felix thanks to a drone, which was able to see the harness that he was wearing. So that's another thing on our prevention side of things. If we're out in an area and, you know, we're out staying at a cabin or hiking somewhere and our dog may disappear, think about having your dog wear high visibility things so that if something were to happen and your dog was injured and couldn't come back to you or your dog got trapped or something like that, you're, it's going to be easier to see your dog. So I use these Herta visibility vests a lot of times for my dog. Um, for Barley in particular, Niffler's harness is bright red, so he shows up pretty well. But Barley's, Barley's harness is this really lovely forest green that doesn't show up so well. Um, and, you know, get involved with your community. I know when, when Fletcher went missing, the, um, the dog that I've mentioned a couple times now, I took my GPS collars um, and I took my dogs up onto the hillside closest to where Fletcher was last seen. And we were able to walk in a grid pattern across that forest, across that hillside. And I was then able to see on my GPS exactly where I had been and just at least confirm for Quinn that he was not there. Um, you know, he could be elsewhere on the mountain. Um, he could be any number of other places, but at least we knew specifically where I had walked and where my dogs had walked to say he or unfortunately his body was not there. Um, so don't be afraid to use your community and time is of the essence if your puppy has gone missing. Um, it, if you don't find your puppy in that first 10 or 20 minutes, it is time to go ahead and get that help and get the ball rolling um, as soon as possible. And then when you do get your dog back, again, think really hard about what went wrong and how to prevent that from recurring in the future. So I hope that's helpful. We'll keep it short. Again, I know that's a, it's a heavy topic. Um, but again, I really hope that's helpful. If anyone has any stories or further tips, I would love to hear them. You can join our Patreon to submit those. And again, that's three bucks a month. Or if you see this, this episode shared anywhere on social media, we do tend to share on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and comment that there. You can also, of course, leave us a review, um, and mention anything in that review. Um, you can also email me at kaylatjourneydogtraining.com. We'll, we'll go ahead and say that as well. So there's all sorts of different ways for you to get involved with us. And I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope that this is helpful if this can prevent even just one puppy from going missing or help someone find their puppy faster. Um, it's worth it. And um, again, thanks for listening to the Pandemic Puppy Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, review, and support the podcast if you would, if you're so inclined, um, by joining our Patreon over at patreon.com slash pandemic puppy. You can sign up for the puppy raising blueprint course at journeydogtraining.com slash blueprint. And you can join that free pandemic puppy raising support group on Facebook. We'll be back in your earbuds next week. Bye.